friends, and welcome back to Paint Bravely, the podcast where you can find a little bit of encouragement, discover new ways to make your hobby more fun, and most importantly, learn to paint bravely. Now, once again, I have no idea what I'm doing for an intro. I'm just not very good at it. So the first thing I'm just going to ask is, uh, Brent, what, what have you been up to since we last talked? Oh, thanks, Casey. I'll handle this one. Uh, uh, first off, Happy New Year, everybody. <laughs> it's 2022. Uh, I've got a real good feeling about this one, guys. So, uh, yeah, we'll see. We'll I'm see. right there with you. Yeah. Yeah, but we're, <laughs> we're still podcasting. Apparently, you guys are still listening. We appreciate it. And uh, yeah, let's get this show on the road. So the last couple of weeks, uh, useful tidbits in my life. Mm-hmm. I learned how to take a photograph of a mini with an infinite black backdrop. That's been a long time coming, right? It has been. So, so kind of low-key, I have secretly been very jealous of everybody who mm-hmm. seems to have this skill of taking a picture that just has you know, complete midnight black in the backdrop. Mm-hmm. Or how how do they do that? What are they doing? Um, and uh, I mean, the hobby and everything that goes along with it is just one big old learning curve. Uh, mm-hmm. Pick stuff up when you pick it up. But here, here's here's what I learned: you get um, a a black felt backdrop, and of course, in my case, this came from the Dollar General. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's a it's a one foot by two foot piece of black felt. Uh, problem is the uh, the person in the textile mill wasn't cutting straight lines that day, so it is it is not a full one foot in <laughs> in many segments. But it's okay. It's okay. It'll work. It it uh, it was a good learning experience, and in the future, I'm going to go to a higher brow dollar store to mm-hmm. buy like mm-hmm. you know, a bigger piece of black felt. But anyway, uh, felt isn't shiny, so it's black and it doesn't reflect light very well. Um, so the idea is to kind of stretch it out so you're not getting, you know, folds and stuff that, that are, have a mm-hmm. different reflectivity. Get it as far behind your target as you can. I mean, ideally, many feet behind your target and uh, like a nice big piece of black felt. Mm-hmm. And then the trick is to put as many lights as you can right on your mini. Mm-hmm. and try to not have too much of that spill onto the backdrop, however far back it is. And then, uh, yeah, get your camera, turn the exposure down or up or down, whatever, so it's a dark picture. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, there you go. A pretty good shot at taking pictures where the uh, everything, the entire world behind the mini just disappears into a black night. And it's cool. It's cool. It is cool. And it, honestly, it makes your model look way better than it right? has any right to look. <laughs> like, it's amazing how much better your models look and, like, you know, where you place highlights and, and certain things, especially when you use really bright colors. It's like, wow, this is this model's popping. It's real good. Oh, you know? yeah. Yeah. I mean, oh, obviously, yeah. anybody on Instagram is like, they're trying to take advantage of that. Like, my entire. Uh, portfolio we'll say on instagram is the infinite black background stuff Uh, i've also done some infinite white kind of backgrounds and there's a whole other thing with that but yeah like it it definitely takes advantage of that like it looks nice under so many lights and you know that crispy dark like almost like black lighting around your entire model it just makes it better Mm -hmm. yeah right and then i think there's a whole other world of 
uh, even enhancing that black in in photo processing afterwards. But mm -hmm. really, if you just get the <laughs> the physics of it right, then uh, then yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah. Deepening so, the blacks, it just it, again like black lining it accentuates it even more, right? That's not bad though. So you've it's been it's only been like what three years, twenty years, depending on where you're counting from. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> No, I mean, on the podcast, I got really excited when I changed out my my white backdrop for a black poster board, which, you know, under my bright lights always shows up as light gray, but still light gray <laughs> is better than bright, bright white. It's, it's, it is infinitely better yeah. <laughs> and it makes your model look awesome. So yeah. But even better than light gray is infinite black. Ooh. Yeah. Now Ooh. that, that'd be the thing. I mean, I've seen it. And I've seen how it's done for filming like a painting tutorial, but it's a paint. And I think you're actually 99% of the way there because you're already used to like painting on a kind of pedestal where it's like, this is where I'm in focus. I can't move from this location. So it's kind of like instead of having the camera up and over, it's angled down and the background's way off to the side. So you have that infinite black background, but you're holding and you're staying in one spot. So you could actually do it. Hey, maybe in our uh, 2024 episode, I'll I'll start off by like, hey, guess what I figured guess out? <laughs> How to take video with an infinite black backdrop. There you go. Two um, years from now. No, that one that one's less important to me. I, for for actual painting footage, perfectly comp content with the uh, black poster board. That's not infinite black, you know. Right. Plus, it's in um, focus. Yeah. But yeah, for some for some glamour shots, get uh, something flat and black, far away from your model. Turn off all the lights in the room. Put a bunch of uh, desk lamps right on your model. Mm -hmm. Light it up good, just just real close by. Set the exposure of your camera down to pretty dark. Mm -hmm. Take some pictures. See what happens. And yeah, this is one of those things. Like every time I learn, like a like a solid actual achievement nugget man feels good get them get them achievement nuggets that's yeah. what i'm talking about oh yeah. yeah definitely uh that's not bad at all um it i've done it more i mean i i know how to do it on on a camera but uh on my phone it was pretty easy to do because it's all you know it's kind of mm. like digitally already enhancing a lot of that and it goes oh you want this to be black and then it just makes it black uh, which is pretty cool yeah. wonderful so mm -hmm. if you have if you're out there and you have a phone like just a you know an iphone relatively new one i'm sure you know any phone really um with a halfway decent camera you just you kind of lower that exposure you know, by dragging your finger down and it, and it, the software generally makes up for that and it'll make an infinite background for you pretty cool <laughs> yeah i do want to so i figured it out with my uh my more expensive camera i do want to figure it out with my phone just to to tuck that little bit of knowledge in my back pocket, but mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yep, pretty works, happy works with myself over here. Pretty. Yeah, <laughs> I mean it's pretty good. I'm I'm excited to see some crispy shots on the the nice mm -hmm. black background. I think I probably have that. You've already posted them on Instagram, right? Yeah, yeah. My yeah. my video from a couple of days ago had some of those shots. Mm -hmm. I got some of them on Instagram. This is a whole other topic, but uh, even got even got some of them on TikTok now. Ooh, <laughs> look at Brent coming out of nowhere. Uh, <laughs> what you doing on TikTok, Brent? 
man i've 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 been learning i've been picking up new skills this week mm-hmm. so i've I've been frustrated that I haven't figured out how people are posting videos on Instagram. Mm. So I, I finally did the effort and like, okay, uh, although you can now post pictures from your computer to Instagram to post videos, you still have to post it from your phone. So I've had to like render Instagram videos in the correct 1080 by 1080 square, mm-hmm. send it to my email, download it on my phone, upload it to Instagram. But I got it. I figured yeah. it out. So boom, there's some some other knowledge and Twitter's the same way. If you want to directly upload a video, you have to send it to your phone in in 1920 by 1200 resolution. Mm-hmm. Upload it from your phone. Um and TikTok is the the abominable, the the unholy uh, reverse uh, letterbox or <laughs> oh yes very much so yeah uh, uh, super portrait mode it's it's yeah. uh 1080 by 1920 that sounds awful <laughs> just to yeah. say it out loud like eh. <laughs> that shouldn't even be a thing it, it really is but <laughs> yeah if Let you want just... <laughs> to upload videos of your hobby progress to different social media platforms mm-hmm. you need to <laughs> have those videos in different resolutions upload them to your phone um, although I think actually TikTok I was able to upload from my computer, but I still had to take take something that was yeah 1920 by 1080, mm-hmm. re-render it into a very narrow rectangle uh. 1080 by 1920. <laughs> that sounds so uh, or, awful. or that aspect ratio at least, and uh, it felt bad. It felt bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, maybe you, uh, I mean maybe you get some yeah. people. Yeah. Uh nobody has found my tiktok yet uh, i've uploaded a couple of videos i thought they were pretty good videos they were videos that were that were doing the numbers on instagram but i've got mm-hmm. i got seven viewers on tiktok and uh two <laughs> likes seven seven views and two likes on tiktok i love so. it that's so good everybody starts somewhere though you know i mean look like i, I remember starting on youtube like dude like five ten views that felt pretty good when you when mm-hmm. you sat down and you're like you know what a hundred people watched this video. Like a hundred people. That's, That's right. legit. That's a hundred people sat and, and watched this. You know, forty percent or so of it. But yeah, whatever. That's that's it seems like a lot of people. And obviously, like now it's it's just stupid. We're in stupid territory. But like it's, it's it, true. It still feels it's true. We're, it, we're spoiled. I, I go yeah. on TikTok, I expect to be an instant TikTok sensation and right, I right. don't even do a dance. I just put some <laughs> Some video of clamping <laughs> contrast paint to my desk and expect it to do well. And With yeah, no nope. music. You no, it's a, it's a whole new world now. <laughs> yeah, still that that uh, vertical rectangle though that still makes me angry. It's like I remember when when TVs went from squares to uh, portrait, no, sorry, landscape mm-hmm. rectangles, mm-hmm. and I remember the the salespeople at Circuit City were being like, "No, it's because." your eyes see the world in landscape mode, you know, like, like our eyes are set next to each other, not on top of each other. Like it's like our, our vision is landscape mode. And, and now it seems like we're going all the way back. Like our vision is based on the dimensions of our cell phone. Now our vision is based on the ergonomics of held holding a cell phone now. Right. I feel so bad. (laughs) Turns out say about the world we live in. (laughs) It's not, it's not great. 
Turns out Demolition Man was correct, and we're all going to be watching television and movies in just up and down all the time. It's always vertical. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a sad, sad thing. And I mean, I, it's like I kind of get it, but like, I don't understand why it's not just as easy to flip that phone sideways and enjoy your entertainment. It yeah. used to bother me when, like, I'd go to a friend's house or, or somebody would come over to my house more often than not, right? We'd watch a movie and they're like, ugh, Letterbox? Really? And it's like, yeah, really. And it's like they didn't get it. And I feel like that's where we're at again. It's like now it's just like, oh, what are these people? Did they, did they win? I don't understand. <sighs> yeah. I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't understand TikTok. That's, that's what we're saying. But yeah, I did saying, figure out how to take cool pictures with a black backdrop and i did figure out how to upload things to the trifecta of tiktok twitter and instagram as videos yeah and uh i mean it's a good skill good good one skills. Way to, i'm, I'm mm-hmm. getting better at, at sharing my work but gotta come up with a tiktok dance if i if i want to really succeed i mean goobertown dance seems like a thing that uh we probably need we'll start brainstorming this the world needs yeah. uh the goober, so, um, the goober tap. <laughs> all right, what's what's been going on with you, Casey? You've you've achieved internet fame recently for your uh, bucket I mean, chicken you know. situation. <laughs> oh, that's so. What you're saying is no, I didn't. The uh, chicken in the bucket achieved fame. Hashtag chuck it. Is that it? No, chicken in the bucket. Hashtag Either chuck way. it. <laughs> Either way. Um, but yeah, no, the the chicken in the bucket went far. I uh, I didn't think that was going to be as funny of a story as it turned out to be. If you're just tuning in for episode 48 of Paint Bravely, the podcast, uh, we recommend that you listen to parts of episode 47. The last 15 minutes, The really. last part of 40, episode 47 was pretty good. Uh, yeah. Casey revealed that uh, in addition to Santa Claus, his yeah. family had a, another generous being, which was a mm-hmm. handicapable chicken that lived in a yes. bucket of shavings in his kitchen in his childhood home. Mm-hmm. And sometimes under that Christmas tree... There'd be a gift for little Casey from the chicken in the bucket, mm-hmm. and the whole family would laugh, and the yep. chicken would just kind of make chicken noises from over Pretty in the kitchen, much. is my understanding. Yeah. Oh, no. He, straight up, he, he lived in the living room. He was out there, next to the tree, my friend. He was next to the tree? Yeah. He was next to the tree. That's how it works. With a chicken in the bucket. You didn't tell. I, I, I was I, imagining a farmhouse kitchen. No. No. Are you kidding? Next me? to the tree. What kind of cruel people would would we be to just leave the chicken all by itself in the kitchen? That's cruel. No, was the there, chicken was there. Was there a handle there. on the bucket? Could you pick up? Could you just pick up the I handle? Mean, it's okay. Again, not a five gallon bucket. A large steel bucket, like for feeding. Okay, so there's a handle animals. on each side, like a, like a, like yes. a bathtub. Yeah. Yes, exactly. So a steel like bath basin that you could lift up. So he lived in the living room, or the, she. I'm the not actually in the sure. Basin. Yeah. Chicken yeah. in the basin, but it was still a bucket. Just was. So, um, yeah. If you're interested, uh, in the description below, there's an absolute mess of chicken in the bucket merch. And all proceeds go to funding this podcast. <laughs> yeah. That's a thing that happened. And I'm still kind of surprised about it. My understanding is that Casey pays you. Uh, make, make sure he pays you. Oh, yeah. No, I, I, I will. Okay. <laughs> I do. Good, good. 
Although after that, you should probably get paid more. <laughs> Look, it all depends on how this chicken in the bucket merch is going to sell. I mean, a good and point. It is, a good point. it is the hot topic of the end of 2021 and probably most of 2022 as well. So, I mean, I know a lot of people are looking forward to Christmas next year. Uh, yeah. It's already talk of a secret chicken in the bucket, Santa Claus type situation. Um, yeah. So thank you for making that there's, a thing. There's also I'm, an, I'm so glad. <laughs> a, a lot of talk about 3D printable chickens and buckets. That's true. And if that's the case, I'm I'm more than down with that. Like that sounds great. <laughs> I mean, I've already seen some people paint up dioramas using this idea. They had it was a chicken and they put it in a little bucket with hay and all this stuff and they had it in the corner of their like diorama. So this has already become a thing. That was a really nice piece. That yeah, was a was good. that was a very nice <laughs> And rapidly uh, Rapid. perfected piece. <laughs> in under twelve hours. <laughs> I think yeah. they I think they already had the demo. They just needed the I finishing so. touch of mm -hmm. uh relocating one of the chickens they had for that diorama. I think but so, yeah. But it all but, worked uh, out. It was meant to be. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so what what else is going on with you, Casey? Oh man. Well, besides that, uh, unfortunately, too, I didn't get any uh, Christmas presents from the chicken in the bucket, but I did happen to get some good stuff. Uh, I got some nice scenic grass, some resin for my 3D printers, uh, some Tamiya mm. putty, which I haven't, I haven't used and I've been wanting to for a while for gap filling and stuff, um, mm. which apparently is really flammable. So I'm not sure how it's going to go. But, uh, that makes sense. And then I got a single paint, single paint bottle of hexed lichen. Which is which is supposed to be very good. It's Vallejo, yeah. Uh, what company is that? Vallejo, pretty sure Vallejo. Okay. Vallejo's hexed lichen, yeah. I don't know. Brandy. And I've, I mean, I've heard about it. I've, I've heard tales of hexed lichen. I just that's that's what I'm thinking. Cramp. Yeah, couldn't, I've heard couldn't tales. Place it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So so not is it not too bad. Purple. Yeah, it's purple. Yeah. You nailed it. You got it. Yeah, it's all coming back. All um, coming back. <laughs> right. Uh, I actually did purchase and plan on playing a Stormcast army this year. Uh, okay. I, I went. I I went ahead and I exactly. I just jumped right into the GW pit hole, right into that Sarlacc pit, and I I bought. Yeah, the Sig Marines. Um, I mean, partially because uh, Warfire was nice enough to give us those dragons. And it's kind of like, man, like, this is a sweet dragon. Like, I want to paint this cool dragon, and I need a good excuse. So why not spend an extra 300 bucks and fill out my Stormcast army? So I that did that. all checks out? Yeah. It does. So are you getting uh, Stormcasters from 3rd edition AOS, or? Oh, yeah, that's them, all new. The original Liberators? No, or... I'm, I'm only doing Dominion Plus. So dragons, I got the big dragon, got a couple of little dragons. And then I, I doubled down on some of the units from the, the starter box um, that look cool. I have no idea if they're good or any, it's just they, they look cool. The ones that I'm actually like excited to paint. So, uh, oh, I got the, uh, was it that, that Santa Claus look at the black Santa guy? Um, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. The other guy, the new Stormcast. Oh, it, he's the, like freaking, the guy from the cinematics? Yeah, he's like freaking Mr. T in Stormcast armor. He's huge. Looks awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I got, I got that guy. Picked that guy. Got, up. got him. Got yeah. him. Yeah. So I don't know. He's I'm, in there. 
like I, I didn't think I'd be so excited about like Stormcast models or or even like a Space Marine type thing, but for some reason these just really do it for me. Um, nice. Yeah. Nice. Well, you know, uh, Stormcast and Space Marines are the ones that people tend to accrue whether they intend to or not. That's true. And then mm-hmm. a lot of times you just. You look, you look at your collection, and you're within striking distance of putting, you know, field and a little force there. So that's very true. I know, danger. I know, we're uh, we're both very close on Space Marines, or definitely over two thousand points, like an army's worth, you know, for sure. Because it just happens, mm-hmm. right? Like Space Marines, just it's like all of a sudden they pop up. <laughs> yeah, so that's it's that's true. definitely. Uh, I I've almost pulled the trigger on that several times. Like, For me, it's just finding the right paint. Right. Although, I, I will say there's there's one paint in the Army Painter uh, airbrush line mm. that is the best green I've ever seen. Ooh. And it's, uh, I, mean, I mean, the closest I'd call it is like salamander green for, for 40K, okay. or mm. is, is what it seems closest to. I think it's called Savage Green. And so I think it okay, may have like for orc, like an orc sorry, yeah. base code or something. But That'd be my guess. It is. And there are so many different types of greens. Us humans see so many shades of green, but this is the one. This is the one I'm telling you. <laughs> I mean, I, I kind of feel like that about the uh, color Jade from Pro Acryl. Like, it's just Ooh. such a strong green. It's like, it's so good. Um, and I've, I've used it recently and been like, just very happy. I don't know. You're right about that, though. And for some reason, I don't know if it's if it's uh, green in general, or if it's just me, but I seem to gravitate pretty hard towards green. I don't know why. Good color. As a child, uh, you know, when we were asked what our favorite colors were, my response was green at the time. Yeah. Orange. Still is. Okay. Yeah, that yeah, makes sense. <laughs> It, green and orange go well together. Whether you're you're putting together a wa or you're putting together a a salamander host, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's true. Like the nice orange on the uh, orange flames, you know, on the salamanders. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Man, mm-hmm. it's good stuff. I like it. Uh, but so, yeah. So, did you yeah. decide on on a paint scheme for your new uh, sigmarines there? I, I did, and it's so boring. This is the thing that... You're just doing box art? We've had this talk. You're doing box art, aren't you? Did you spray them all gold yet? You did spray them all gold, didn't you? (laughs) No, but here's the thing. So, because I I did a video about this, right? Like, I talked about Stormcast and how they're not good. Because I don't like them. Like, I I really didn't care at all. And I painted painted so many Stormcasts. Like, thousands of points of Stormcast, right? And... Like, when I was doing the stone cast thing, it was like, oh, yeah, that was pretty fun, because it's not normal, and you could do this with anything, right? And it's fun. I'm thinking about doing it with, like, a Fire Slayer's Army kind of thing, like, just, just to get it done, right? Mm-hmm. But uh, painting them normal, it's like, it's a huge pain in the ass, because the way they want you to do it is spray it all gold and then fill in the blanks, right? Well, unfortunately, most of the storm casts from, you know, when they came out to the new ones are really not built that way. They're not built for painting in that kind of manner. Like, realistically, if you're going to airbrush something, I wouldn't be picking the armor to airbrush. I'd be picking the armor to fill in with a brush after I did all the complicated stuff. That's an option. Yeah. Yeah. So it just feels really backwards. But now, with the new ones, 
I feel like somebody was like, now hang on, we need to take a step back and figure this out. And it actually, actually works this time. Like you paint okay. it gold and you fill in the rest and it's like, wow, this, this actually worked. I don't know how it worked, but it worked. Um, and it was like oddly satisfying to do like a really cool, like bronze gold, um, and a little bit of patina and some kind of weathering, but like real light and then fill in the details. And it was like, this looks really good. And I didn't have to work very hard, you know, uh, using like a panel liner, especially over it is it just, not it all worked. Just hit all the buttons for me. And it's like, not that different from the actual box art. It's a little bit different. Cause I'm using some, uh, like teal, uh, oil wash for some of the crevices. It looks pretty cool with the gold, even though it's Ooh, like okay. you know, gold doesn't do that, but it, it looks looks legit looks real nice um but it's kind of mixing it up a little bit but it's, yeah i don't know i'm just I surprised myself i think just going with something so box arty yeah yeah i mean any of these army games if you actually find a paint scheme that you like that's a special moment that's that's a for me at least that is the big step is finding a, a paint scheme you actually like and you know what? I'm not going to judge you for having it close to the box art. That's fine. <laughs> yeah. You do well, lots of stuff that's not close to the box art. You're good. You're that's good. true. I, I tend not to. I tend to try not to anyways. Yeah. It depends on the day. You know what? What? And if you someday, if you actually go to a tournament with your box art Stormcast army, you could still go to that tournament and in your own head, when you're standing next to three other people with that paint scheme, be like, yep, mine's better. <laughs> I mean, look, I'm not going to say it won't be better. <laughs> I mean, there's a decent chance, you know. There, there's the a coin, small yeah. chance that uh, because of the, the other minor details and the, the slight changes, like I'm not doing gaudy, bright gold. It's like a muted, almost copper gold. Right, it's dark gold. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's like there's some shine in the highlights that look really cool, but then like all the rest of it's kind of matted from underneath. Like it's it's a whole thing. I'll have to I'll have to throw some pictures up, send them to Matt, throw them up because it's it's not quite, but it, it still looks like box art, but it's not quite. So I don't all know. All right, I think I could hold all my own. All right. Um, now you said you were doing panel liner. Are you, is that like to me a panel liner or? Yeah. Or so like an it, oil. Yeah. Like an enamel, uh, oil enamel, okay. whatever. Um, okay. for the, for that particular thing. Cause there's a lot of silvers in there too. So like black, but then the, the teal stuff that I was talking about is just straight up like mineral spirits and, and mixed oil paints. So. Okay. A little different. Yeah. So. I finally tried the expensive mineral spirits and expensive oil paint mixture. Yes. How do you feel? It is the same as the cheap stuff. It is exactly the same <laughs> as the cheap stuff. <laughs> yes, it is. It's really not that different. Uh, <laughs> like, so, uh, Windsor uh, Newton has, like, a higher pigment count, probably, and it seems to not, like, thin <laughs> out as much. But, like, that's been my only experience, and only in black, specifically. Most okay. of the other color, like colors seem fine. Yeah. Because I've got a box of US art or rose art or something, and I've got mm -hmm. just the hardware store mineral spirits or paint thinner or whatever. Mix so those even, up. You didn't buy the arts? Did, wait. Well, did no, I've, I've, I, have a, I have a cheap combo and I have an expensive combo. I have the Da Vinci okay. and the Windsor Newton. Okay, okay. 
And separately, just, I have my Rose it. Art and hardware store. <laughs> and hardware store, and like it's pretty spirits. similar. It's pretty similar. <laughs> well, I mean, think about it. Like you, you know, you go to to paint like a, I don't know, a deck or something. You know, like you're thinning that stuff down with mineral spirits, and you're staining it or whatever you're doing with oils, and like, it's yeah, so same stuff. So this is something that I've just started to finally piece together. But when I've used oil washes before, there's kind of some sediments that really make me angry. Yeah. And so I've, uh, I, I did a test where I put the oil wash that I mixed up in a glass vial, shake it up, and you kind mm -hmm. of let the, the liquid, you know, at, at first it's just entirely opaque. Like your glass vial is just a black vial. And then mm -hmm. the stuff kind of streaming down the sides and, and pooling in the bottom, bottom of the vial. Sure, and sure. then, you know, as the stuff is streaming down the sides, I get these, these rows of, of sediment, yeah. little tiny black chunks down the sides of the vial. Right. And uh, separately, I've taken like that Tamiya panel liner or those enamel washes like the store-bought stuff, mm -hmm. put them in a little glass vial, shaken them up, they don't have that nasty stuff. No. So it's it's a situation where I you know what? Instead of buying expensive Windsor Newton paint and expensive Da Vinci <laughs> I mean as a chemist the whole idea of expensive paint thinner like kinda hurts my brain, but uh, yeah. I did it I did Same it just thing. to just to run the test. I did it. Um, right. it's made of odorless mineral spirits. It's made Right, right. Um, but but yeah, I I actually think I prefer the store bought enamel washes because they've mm -hmm. at least strained out the the chunks that are that are in the the homemade washes. You know, I I have to say that in my experience with like testers and Tamia, um, their enamel washes tend to just be better than most oil washes. Like that makes sense. the the pigments just nicer, um, whatever the I guess, whatever the enamel thinner is, um, just seems to work a little bit better. Um, like actually panel lining something with the little brush that comes in it is more satisfying because it's a darker line and it tends to stay that way. Mm. So I don't know. I mean, I I still like oil washes. I use them for um. Like, especially if you're filtering things, if you're trying to filter colors or trying to bring colors together, um, like, like on my, uh, what is it? That Trogoth hag, there are multiple different colors of wash that, that blend together and create kind of an overall like coating that makes it look like it, you know, it, it's yeah. a little more natural. It, all the colors kind of start to run together and blend together. It makes your blending look better. Like your actual like acrylic blending. So it's doing more than just panel lining in that in those that cases. And I still like those. So yeah, I mean, yeah. especially if you're mixing up like custom colors of oil mm -hmm. washes, that totally makes sense. But if you just need a go-to black panel line wash, um, I mean, I I feel like I need to do a little more testing, but I'm leaning towards just buy a store mixed black panel line or or you know yeah. enamel wash. Yeah. I mean, the fact um, of the matter is that Tamiya black panel liner and other colors are like $5. Right. 
right? Should, should just buy it. It's the same price That's as a pot of paint. cheaper than the bottle of Windsor <laughs> Newton paint. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. it's it's almost like not even an argument. It's it's interesting because yeah. I feel like that never comes up. Like I've been told multiple times, they're like, "Oh, you use the pre Are you joking? Like, how expensive is that? And it's like it, it was four right, fifty on it Amazon. Goes against guy. my it goes against my brain too because I I consider myself to generally be like a do-it-yourself person to like. Sure. Like kind of sneer at like all the next things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Air, airbrush cleaner. Are you kidding me? Right. Like, yeah, <laughs> I got isopropyl alcohol for days. <laughs> uh, right. But um, yeah, on the, on the topic of oil washes, uh, one, you know, homemade, you can make your own color blends and that's nice. And two, I mean, with a bottle of Windsor Newton wash, you can make, or Windsor Newton paint, you can make a lot of oil wash. Like if you so are, mm-hmm. if if you do have a, a paint scheme that involves you just dunking your entire army in oil and then wiping a ton mm-hmm. of it off, okay, yep. you know, make your make your homemade stuff. Don't don't go through three bottles of to me, I guess. But yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh. I, I did it. I did do a test between the the panel liner and the black oil wash on the Stormcast models that I did paint, and I ended mm-hmm. up using the the panel liner. So for this army, I'm probably gonna go through a couple of bottles of panel liner because I know it's gonna look better. There you go. Yeah, and if I'm spending, I spent money on this thing. Right. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna make it look as good as I can, and this army which is, is different than most of the armies I tend to go for, I'm actually planning on trying to make it look pretty good. Whereas most of the armies, not that I'm not trying to make it look good, but I'm trying to I'm trying to get through them in like a week. You know what I mean? We, we gotta, gotta go. Crank yeah, them. we gotta go. Yeah. Like, like, I painted like four armies last year, and Brent's still on like his half of first army ever. Still gotta, still gotta work on that. No comment. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Just saying. Uh, but there's something to be said for just speed painting through some stuff, making them look as good as possible in a certain amount of time. Uh, but you know what? That's that's a little more, a little more segue-y than I wanted to get into our main topic. But uh, yeah, we'll, we'll okay, get there in, in okay. a little bit. You know, I'm, I'm just gonna hold pump the brakes for a minute, a little bit. Okay, okay. So you know, you know, I got more to say about panel that, lining. That's, that's actually yeah. that's what I've been working on, and. So I was I tested just a whole bunch of different black bottles that I had at my desk basically for for panel lining and black lining and I discovered or like rediscovered that I love black ink. So for for the okay. like oil-based or organic-based washes those are the ones that really do a good job of of running on their own and filling up those lines in the armor and stuff. So uh, yeah, to me, a panel liner has a pretty good product, and it, it kind of has a mind of its own. It just fills up those gaps really quick. That's nice. Yeah. But if you want to use like water-based stuff, mm-hmm. black ink is amazing. Um, yeah. So black ink, you have more control. You actually like it doesn't go running off and filling up the panel lines. You have to physically trace the entire length of any line that you're black lining right but man the the feel of that ink coming off the brush the amount of control that you have the the like boldness of the look of those brush strokes are amazing 
And um, <laughs> yeah, no, it, it reminded me of um, Mike Cousins, Epic Duck Studio, does his, uh, his comic book style paint jobs. Yes. Yeah. And uh, just a, a plug for Epic Duck Studios, go, <laughs> go watch those streams, go watch those videos. Uh, he makes amazing use out of black ink. Yeah, just to to be clear, he's not your cousin. No, no, not my cousin. Yeah, just the, the way I you said of. it, I thought that might confuse some people. Pretty sure his last name is Cousins. Huh? Oh, I, I, I'm not sure, but... Or stage name. Yeah, when you said it, I just thought that's <laughs> what you said, and I was like, hang on now. I'm like, no, 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 no. Yeah, check out my cousin Mike. Yeah, That's, that's just what it sounded like, so I just wanted to <laughs> throw that out there. Like, cause that'd be crazy. That would have been. That would have been crazy. It would have been. Would have yeah. been. Was a better joke would have been to not say anything and let it go on like it was true. <laughs> Next time. Next time. But yeah, that, that time. he's got those like real thick black lines to give that comic book look. It's very distinctive. Right. He and he adds in like big thick black shadows with that black ink and sometimes he does the I don't know kind of like cross hatching or whatever it's called I mean it looks like uh, a comic yeah. book and mm -hmm. it it looks good yeah mm -hmm. uh, um yeah so that's me I'm I'm adding like black ink of my things to to get really into here going forward yeah man back in the day uh before watches GW used to make all the inks right um, and that's mm -hmm. what people would use for washes, and they'd put things in there like to make them flow like oil paints, right? They'd dish soap and water to make them do that stuff. Or, or I think the popular thing these days still is the uh, the, the what is it, the floor wax polish stuff, floor polish, pledge flo pledge yeah. floor care, yeah. Yes, you mix that with ink, right? And all uh -huh. of a sudden, you get this massively high gloss. Like it'll run into any crevice and look the best it can look. Yeah, so, it's that's funny. It's like a thing that people do. It's 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 evolved from like dish soap to pledge floor cleaner. <laughs> I mean, I feel like pledge floor cleaner is is in the past. You know, our hobby goes through these fads, and mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure that pledge floor cleaner was like the fad. I don't know, eight years was ago. That, was it really <laughs> that long ago? <laughs> Oh man, it hasn't been it hasn't been too recently. I mean, I was uh, I was doing it because I just heard about it three four years ago. But uh, yeah, see, I've never actually, tried it. I just I've heard last about year it. I actually bought a a second bottle. I have two bottles of Pledge Floor Care, <laughs> um, but I bought a second bottle because they changed the packaging, and I'm like, I might do a video on this mm. someday. So I have two bottles of Pledge <laughs> Floor know. Care. Yeah, like <laughs> under my sink right now. Yeah, it turns out great for cleaning floors. Like real good, yeah. That's uh, that was the thing about when I was testing all the the paint strippers. Is yeah. simple green was not that good at, at uh, stripping paint, but man, it cleans my kitchen house. like mm -hmm. uh, yeah, like a dream. Yeah, this doesn't smell too bad. It's kind of nice. Oh, first episode of the new year, and Brent just gets up and leaves once again. I don't. I don't know if there's any going to be any stop in that. I mean, I keep telling the cats are fine. Just tell them the cats are fine. Anyways, so pledge floor cleaner, simple green, all good things to use in your house. Maybe not these days so much for minis. 
Yeah, most people don't want a super glossy wash, but I don't know. I've got a bottle of glossy Agrax Earthshade on my shelf that I've never ever used, and uh, don't be fun to just re reproduce that with <laughs> items from Walmart. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I've never used the gloss Agrax Earthshade. I actually don't really, like off the top of my head, I can't think of an actual use for that. Uh, yeah, I got nothing. Yeah, I got nothing. Uh, um, it was a mistake for me. I I had knocked over my Agrax Earthshade and I needed to replace it. And uh, I accidentally and the bought accident. the gloss. You know, like, there's part of me that... that thinks that I, I suppose the conspiracy is that they produce specific things that look like things or are similar enough to the thing that you actually want to where you buy it without realizing it and you're like I just spent seven dollars and I opened this and I cannot return it therefore I have to spend another seven dollars on a bottle of actual Agrax Earth Jade that's how they get you that's, that's how, how they get you, get you. Yeah. Huh. oh sons of bitches <laughs> So Games Workshop stole Goobertown Roulette. Did you, did you see yeah. this? Did you hear yeah. about this? Yeah. Sons of bitches. Exactly. <laughs> Just being there for you. In uh in one of their Warhammer community articles, they have the uh they had one just a filler article searching for inspiration. Try our mm -hmm. heart mm -hmm. our, our high tech random hobby project generator. <laughs> Weird. Uh, patent pending. Never uh, seen that before. Roll a dice to select a mini to paint. Then roll for theme, then roll for mood, then roll for color. I just, I just, that several people messaged me when this article came out. I'm just sitting there at my computer shaking my head. Like, <laughs> I mean, if it this wasn't makes me like, curious, this you is see, the exact same did they, thing. <laughs> did, 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 did they literally just watch some, some Goobertown roulette and then, and then bash out this filler article or? Or are I mean, they there, actually unaware? It, it makes me curious. It makes me curious. You gotta wonder. Uh, I mean, uh, obviously, like being in the hobby for a while now—three, you know, three years, four years, whatever it is. I mean, being like on YouTube and and kind of in the in the community within it, up to date on mm -hmm. things. I would think that most people who have painted a model in the last two or three years know the name Goobertown. I mean... Possible. It's not a big hobby, right? It's not. So, it just seems weird. <laughs> like, that, that no one could possibly yeah. have thought and, that that was... I mean, I don't know. And, and not that I uh, have the patent on random number generators, and no, not that it's a sure. particularly difficult thing to, uh, to think up, but uh, even if they independently you know, in, invented a, a random paint game, still you'd think they'd be aware of a reasonably yeah. popular random paint game on the internet. That's kind of more what I'm getting at. Like, like even if you yeah. didn't know necessarily, it's like you've probably heard. Yeah. There have been whisperings. Like, like a ring and a bell somewhere for either the author or the editor on that piece of filler on their blog. I don't know. But yeah. Maybe. Maybe. But nice to ask. It was just the, just when they posted it on on Twitter, they wrote, "Check out our patent pending game." Just like you, that is weird, right? I, I, mean, I mean, last, that last that week can, we talked but... about that time you uh, you posted somebody's picture without uh, finding their name first. 
but you didn't say that you invented that picture (laughs) Uh, no that's that's very true i didn't i didn't say that (laughs) no 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 So, yeah, no, this is definitely but, like, uh, you know, we talked about a line. I think this is over that line. Just a little bit. Uh, like it's, it's, it's pretty close. And again, not that it would be difficult to, to independently invent this. Like, it's not like we right. all like D6s. We, we like yeah. little stupid rolling games. We like painting. It, yeah. It, it, yeah. A, a group of monkeys could invent Goobertown roulette pretty easily. <laughs> Okay, well, so but, even but more monkeys so than... that were associated with the uh, the hobby would know that Goobertown Roulette exists in, right. in the same world in which they exist, and uh, well, and, and yeah. now that it's it, after it just the makes fact, me curious if they if they consciously made the decision not to in any way acknowledge that similar games exist, and uh, or if they actually didn't know. It makes me curious. Makes me curious. I think it's more like they just don't care. Because yeah. in the long run, like, does it matter to them one way or another? It's like we posted our blog, we got the SEO thing done, we did the thing we're supposed to do. Oh no, it's like somebody else's thing that they said, now people are saying, I don't know, it doesn't matter, next week yeah. we're posting about, you know, something else. Yeah. So I don't know, well, it depends there's... on how corporate their blog is, right? Like how personal it is to the, the authors writing it, or, or if it's just strictly for marketing. Yeah. I mean, I mean, in the long term, like there's there's an element of of networking and and politicking and, uh, you know, all that that goes in here. And I don't know, irritating me and, and, you know, some of the folks I know is not like the filler blog article. (laughs) I mean, it's not. (laughs) It's not. But uh... yeah. Yeah. Then again, anyway, like, that's yeah. that's something that happened to me this week, and it's just one of those things. Like, I wake up, I have a bunch of messages. Like, yeah. Games Workshop has decided to require that I check Twitter every half hour for the rest of the day. Like, <laughs> all right, <laughs> great. <laughs> all right, all right. I guess we're doing yeah. this today again. It is a weird thing. Um. But yeah, no, we, we can move on from that now. Uh, they did spell, like, when, when you roll a dice for color, they did spell color. So I think they, they made enough of a change uh, oh, there yeah. from color to color that I think that it's... That uh, makes sense, yeah. Different. Iterating yeah. upon. So that's mm-hmm. a legally distinct entity. Yeah, that's Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Patent that. Yeah. Elf to elf, you know. <laughs> or you mean orc to orc? Wait, what? <laughs> orc to orc. I'm confused. Yep. Like you just spell it a little bit differently. Damn it, Brent, where are you going again? Got up again. I don't know. It's an interesting thing to think about whether or not Games Workshop knows we exist or if they just flat out ignore us. I, I assume they just ignore us most of the time. That's my guess. They just don't care. Oh, well. Yeah. Oh, well. So uh, in other news, I checked out that book of Boba Fett, and uh, no spoilers, but in no Jabba's spoiler. palace, there are a couple of Gamorians, which are those green pig guards, you know? Yeah. And, uh, you know, I think, I think they might have been shirtless in Return of the Jedi, but in the book of Boba uh, Fett, they are definitely shirtless, or they, or they had like a little bit of fur on or something. Right, they had fur like on their a, shoulders, they had like a like a like an ammo strap or something. Right, something weird. Yeah, like a little patch of something. 
I know what you're talking about. I can't remember. Yeah, but I think like the human the, the guy lighting, didn't have a shirt on. The lighting, it wasn't really clear whether they were wearing wearing a shirt or not. But in the in the book mm. of Boba Fett, these are shirtless guardians. These are shirtless green pig people. <laughs> and the first thing I thought is that these were painted by Casey at eBay Miniature Rescues. <laughs> they, they they look like exactly the way you would paint a, a troll or a giant or something. Right. It's, it's it's green. The the Gamorians are green, yeah. and it's like airbrushed in some more fleshy colors for their their pecs and the stomach. And yeah. just uh, I was just like, man, I love this character design. Casey, <laughs> they stole this from Casey. Like they, that, it's <laughs> possible. They got a lot of those. A lot of green skin yeah. with like not a lot of green skin. Like, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> that's funny. Uh, uh, that, I haven't uh, seen it yet though. Me. I can't wait to watch it now. <laughs> but uh, did you like it? Was it good? Or I mean, not without spoilers. Like, did you like the first episode? Yeah, yeah. I was a uh, for whatever reason I didn't have high hopes, but I my my low hopes were exceeded. I, <laughs> that's good. I'm, I'm ready for for episode two here. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, that's that's all I needed to hear. That's good news. <sighs> I can rest easy. Man, I'm so far behind on stuff though, like shows. And... <laughs> Man, you gotta uh, get that free month of CBS All Access, that Paramount Plus. Get that that Discovery season four. See if that's still not worth watching. <laughs> I still haven't seen the first season. <laughs> I, oh, I, I I haven't even finished the when first season. When you get that free month, you're gonna have some it. catching up to do. Yeah. Well, see, that's what I thought when I got the free month, and then they got me because I didn't watch anything. <laughs> <laughs> I, I Are wasted you that for Paramount Plus right now. Not currently, no. I did cancel, okay. it, but not after well, they got they me for you. a couple that months, is... man. They did. Yeah, and granted, it was like a seven dollar couple of months, but you know, it was discount. But man, but yeah, no, I I haven't caught up on like a lot of things. It's been been busy. Yeah, been focusing on the uh, Hot Wheels stuff too a lot lately. So I got I got oh, my yeah. uh, my fancy track in the starter, um, which I did take video of that I will send to Matt. I will, and it should be up right now, hopefully on the YouTube channel, youtubecom slash bravely the podcast. If you want to see what I'm talking about, um, yeah. So like I uh, I ordered this really cool. Uh, it's a starter start line with a finish line that tells you like the times, right? I bought a bunch of track and. I don't know, all sorts of stuff. Bought a bunch of cars and packs. And I'm like, I'm ready to go. We're working on plans to build. And we're trying to figure out a place in my house that I can actually put it. Because, like, I don't have very much space in my office. And I'm not sure. We're even talking, like, in our bedroom kind of thing. Like, we got, like, a corner we might throw it in. But I don't know. So that's, that's kind of the, the issue currently. But I've been unpacking all that. It's been pretty exciting. I'm happy for you. Get those Hot Wheels going. Yeah. It's fun. It's weird. Like, I didn't, didn't think I'd be uh, so into it, but for some reason, uh, racing Hot Wheels like cars joy. is, yeah, like, it's, <laughs> it brings me back. <laughs> Maybe you could uh, pack up your racing simulator, your racing simulator, your, uh, your, your car box. Maybe just pack that all up, and that's where you can put your track. I mean. No. <laughs> No, <laughs> no, 
Yeah. No, actually, I also I did just purchase a couple of joysticks for space simulation. I did for space what? Space simulators. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So your star citizens and your your elite dangerouses. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, dual joystick setup. You know that hangs off the desk. Got all that going. So that's, oh, yeah. that's coming in the mail. I don't know. That's man. cool. Yeah, that's cool. The Living simulation game is uh, it's hitting me hard lately. And then this Hot Wheels thing. So. Living the dream. <laughs> yeah. Something man, I, like that. Uh, last week I was playing a little bit of Minecraft. And I don't know a ton about the game. But I just realized that there is no uh, boundary to the world. There's There's an upper boundary and a lower boundary to Minecraft maps. But if you just Look, start going east, you just keep going east. Until, okay. until there are some serious computational limits hit in, in uh, <laughs> for a rendering or <laughs> in, in theory, but in reality, yeah, it never happened. But um, yeah, interesting. So, did you wander for several hours in one direction? That's my goal. That's that's my goal. <laughs> I'm, I'm building a, a train track to nowhere, just in, into the east, always like into this. the east. Yeah, it's a good call. I like. Yeah. You know um, what I'm talking about. I mean, I assume it's a Dark Tower reference, but is it not? It's a Diablo 2 reference. Marius oh, so. and the Wanderer. Yeah. They traveled east. Always oh, into the east. I haven't heard that in a long time. I, remember that's, I think that's before they get to loot Golin. Yeah. Probably. I don't know. I literally <laughs> don't remember. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Back on topic. Back on topic. It uh, sounds like a Dark Tower reference. Is all I'm saying. I it's like I feel like I've heard that somewhere this, this in the Dark on Tower Hot series, Wheels, which is which is tenuously attached to this topic of mini painting Very. and painting bravely. Yeah. Well, the reason the reason that it that it is attached is because it's essentially building a giant board gaming board, but on a wall. So instead of it being flat, right? Because it, it, they're not powered, I got to do a downhill race. So the like the whole issue that I'm facing is how do I put like an eight foot board on my wall? Where do I put that to have a track that can go down and then three dimensionally come out so that there can be turns and whatever else yeah. there has to be? It's 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 a tough like hobby thing. Like uh, I'm actually, I mean that's that's why I'm planning on filming it because it's like this is a, this is a straight up hobby issue. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> so it's going to be interesting. Um, but uh, more excited about that than a lot of things lately. Cause I don't, it's not, I've never done anything like that in the hobby. Like, and I'm, I've never done like a board build and then just slapping it up sideways on a wall seems like the worst place to start. So should be interesting. Hey, I'm excited. That's good. <laughs> see, see how terrible it goes. Oh man. Um, well, no, a, a Gamma is only a couple months away, which is Game Manufacturers Conference, which is in Reno, and yep, yep, we're gonna yep. we're gonna be out there in a few months, and I'll, hey, we'll we'll have some beers, we'll we'll nail stuff to your wall. That's true. You, you just let me know. I'm I'm there for it. I'm there for it. All right. Well, uh, now that you've said it on a recording, uh, yeah, we're we're definitely doing that. I didn't oh, even yeah. think of that. Didn't even think of that. 
Yeah. There's, interesting. There's a world where I don't even go home between Gamma and Adepticon. I know. Uh, <laughs> well, I mean, what is it like a week? So is it a week? I guess like four days. So uh, we'll, holy crap, we'll talk. We'll talk. Yeah, we're gonna have to. Yeah, that's not bad. I think that okay. Yeah, we'll we'll talk. We'll talk when we're not talking. Interesting. Right, we got we got we got topics. Do you got more topics? Yeah. I mean, I tried to. I like I cut off the segue uh, right at the neck. You know, when we were when we were going anyways, there goes Brent again, getting mad at the headphones, getting up. I just don't understand. Tell him the cats are fine. Uh, it's, it seems fine. Now let's find our topic before he gets back. All right. So the topic for today is the importance of having a goal slash game for your model or your model. Uh, and the thing with this is that. What I've found more recently in kind of picking up and playing like Age of Sigmar or 40K again on the more regular is that whenever I have some kind of specific deadline and more especially when it's attached to a game, um, I just feel something different when I'm putting together or if I'm painting models like like things that I don't like, like actual physically building a model, uh, which I'm just not a huge fan of. Like, I don't like scraping mold lines. I don't like I love it. gluing I all love the it. stuff together. It's, like, it's just bullshit. I don't like it. I don't like it, okay? It's, I don't know. It's just tedious to me. I'd rather be painting. So that's why I usually buy used stuff off eBay. It's already put together. I can fix it up. It's like it takes way less time, whatever, whatever all these things. But even those things, um, I just feel better doing it. It's like there's an end goal, and I'm excited to... I guess follow through on something like I want to paint it. I want to show it. I'm going to be, you know, having a friend over, you know, having a good time. Check this model out. I just built this. I just painted this, this new unit over here. This is what it does. It's going to wreck that unit over there. It's going to do something like it just feels better and it's more motivating and it just makes you want to paint more minis. And I like that. Yeah. So this is definitely where I entered the hobby. And it mm. took me it took me many, many years to realize that I like painting way more than I like games. Mm. And yet the the games being in the background as uh one, if I do have a friend that's that's excited to play something, that that can kind of get me excited uh as a reason to be doing my painting. Um mm. but two, there's always that excuse and that framework of I am painting this army because maybe someday I'll play a game with it. <laughs> um, yeah. So, so, so within this topic, yeah, there's, there's kind of that, that long range justification for our entire hobby. And it's really interesting how enmeshed aims are with the mini painting hobby. And mm -hmm. then there's, there's also that short term push of, getting really excited and motivated about a specific project. Um, I think both of those are really interesting how they're tied up in this hobby. I mean, yeah. I, what, what's even deeper into that too is like, what, how many games do you play in a year? Even one or two? Right. Yes. About there. So yep. it's, yep. that's kind of insane when you think about it. It's like, that's our motivating factor for painting these models a lot of the times. 
yet we only do it a couple times a year. It's partially why I wanted my, one of my goals this year to be, I want to play in a tournament because Mm -hmm. it's like the motivation behind finishing like an entire army. Like it's a different type of motivation than like, I have to finish a video or I, you know, I'm doing something or whatever it is. It's like, well, no, now there's like an actual reason to do this. Right. Um, and I mean, even if you're just like going to hang out with somebody who doesn't care if anything's painted, it's like, for me, just putting a model together, it's like, look, oh yeah, I just want to play this unit to test it out. We're just testing armies. We're testing lists. Like I'm not going to paint it necessarily, whatever the case is, like it's still way more fun and it feels different and it makes me want to paint more. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and a lot of the times too, it makes me want to try harder, even though I'm trying to rush to get something done. It's like, no, I really want this to look good. Um, yeah. Like, uh, I think it was, it was last year, uh, editor Matt was going to come over. Um, we were going to play, we were going to learn and play. This is like right when war cry came out. So it might, might've been a couple years ago at this point, but like, we were going to learn and play it. And we were like dedicated to doing that. And I like, I went through and painted like four war bands the night before, like just, <laughs> busted him out and i like i was trying at the same time like i stayed up to like literally like four in the morning and it was like the best staying up till four in the morning that i'd had in a long time and like right. i mean i don't know about a lot of you guys but i'm getting up there in the age you know a little bit and staying up till four in the morning kind of sucks but not that day it was a good day. You gotta get your bang, blue, raz, potent brain, and body fuel, super creatine mix. Bro, bro, I have had like like four monsters today, okay? That shit doesn't do anything. Yeah, but does monster, monster have creatine? Why does this have creatine? Because you're drinking <laughs> pre-workout, man. Like, what are you doing to yourself? <laughs> this is a problem does this have like uh, a does couple months ago. If it does, that's you straight up just like, you should not be drinking I'm going to read my, my can. Oh, like the chemist, <laughs> the PhD. Go, <laughs> oh, wait a minute. <laughs> What's in this drink? <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm drinking? I'm drinking the buble with zero of anything. It's a water. <laughs> okay, okay. So, yeah, uh, this blue raz drink is, is perfectly clear, uh, but I could use it to stay up till four in the morning painting. Um, yeah, but actually, yeah, some out of for my very first memories of this hobby were mm-hmm. getting models and knowing that I was hanging out with my friends the yeah. next day to play some of our very first <laughs> games of, of <laughs> Warhammer. Uh-huh. And yeah, no, I, I remember staying up all night because, yeah, I just had bought five metal uh, Dark Eldar Witch Elves. Ooh. and. And this is an expensive box of five metal models. These have got to be really good on the tabletop, right? Let's let's bang these out <laughs> as quick as we can and try what to happened? make them look good. Um, but yeah, there's it's it's really I'm going to use the word motivating many times in this sentence. I, but I the mean, motivation look. is so <laughs> motivational when you're motivated to uh, to be Motivate. painting some minis for a game. But absolutely, yeah, there's there's a lot of things going on there. Um, one, it's it's for yourself because you want to have something painted for the game, but it's also your chance to show off your your work and your creativity. Mm-hmm. Like, um, 
you know, now we live in the digital age where we have the options of Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, uh, not Grinder. Uh, what's the other Circles? one? Tumblr. Tumblr. Circle. Yeah. Tumblr. Yeah. Reddit. 4chan. I get you. I see where you're coming from. Right. So, uh, I mean, there is a human need to to share what we make and get a little bit of validation, and we can get that on the internet. But uh, we can also just get it directly from our friends. Like, oh man, I want to see what Casey says when I slap this down on the table. He didn't even know I was painting towel, but here we go. We got this <laughs> Wait, this rail gun. What's what's Casey gonna do when I got this sweet <laughs> sweet towel rail gun on the table? You know, talking about posts that that like you see an all day, all day with the rail gun people. It's a ra- it's fine. Stop with the rail gun. Yeah. Yeah. It's so, too much. <laughs> <laughs> All the stupid stuff goes through cycles, but the, the day we're recording this, every post on social media has been, can you believe the the rules for this railgun? It's like, they change the rules every month. It doesn't, who cares? Yeah. Like, and they even is came anyone going to actually day. play a game this month? Is anyone playing a game this <laughs> right. month? Like, uh, again, going back honestly, to that, like, are, are you actually... playing as or against Tau this month? Otherwise, the rules will change next month. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's a bit much, honestly. I mean, the the whole rules thing for anybody that plays 40k is a joke. Yeah, like because it it really is the thing. Like the what? It, God, what's the the meme? It's like uh, nothing. Enough, you know, Warhammer players hate more than when things change and then when things stay the same. Like right. the rules are the same or the rules change. It's like I hate it all. Doesn't even matter. It's like it, somebody's gonna be disappointed, and you know what? I hope you take a real gun to the face. I'd love to see that. Cause it probably won't happen. But uh, yeah, there, there, there. For me, especially, there was that element of oh man, I want to show these guys my witch, my witch elves. Be, they'll yes. be like, oh, you painted them dark angels green. Oh, that's. <laughs> Those look cool. They they yeah. go with your scab red Kabbalite warriors, which were just called warriors. Yeah, right. And, uh, so, that's all we had back then. Yeah, but um, there's there's that element of that. That is your chance to display your minis. Like that mm-hmm. that is part of the framework of these games. Is the games are the excuse, the reason you need to put a bunch of painted toys out on the table. Yes, and uh, be like, look, look at this, and and if we're being honest, for me, the high point of any game is the beginning of turn one, where you know, mm-hmm. as you many models as possible are on the table, looking cool. Yeah, I in fact, you're I a just coward played, if you have uh... any in reserve for deep striking. Yeah. <laughs> oh come on, <laughs> like, but that's what my list does, man. Come on. Um, <laughs> oh, that's like, cool to have models that nobody can see. Yeah, that's that's fun. Seems fun. Man, when I okay, 1999, 1998, whatever it was, third edition, 40k, deep striking with Eldar warp spiders, that was thematic shit. Okay, I felt really good about that. I'm like, look, these guys, they're in the warp. Okay, you don't know what that is. It's not in your codex. No, there, in my was, codex. there was the left half of the pool table and there was the right half of the pool table. <laughs> it's very and true. And there were like three pieces of styrofoam in between. Yeah. Yeah. You know what bad. it was. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. It's bringing me back so good. 
You know, it's funny. I actually just I found out the other day that like I always thought that I started with fourth edition, but it turns out I started uh, I started with third edition, and uh, I had that book and like the the codex is for that, and I, I didn't realize. Not that it really matters at all, but ah, <laughs> uh, memories, memories, yeah. just good memories, man. Um, but yeah, I I guess the gist of kind of what we're talking about isn't necessarily that you should tie your mini painting to a game. Although I think that is probably the best way to go about it. Like to find the thing that actually excites you to use the models that you have, but something that gets you like really excited to actually follow through on what you want to do to paint. Right. Mm -hmm. So if you want to be posting on Instagram, you want to get a model a day or you want a model a week or whatever it is. Like you got something going. And people are excited about that. And you can share that and have a conversation around that. If that's the thing that does it for you, then great. But whatever it is, I think you need to find that. You need to search for what that actually is. Like for me, I think that playing games is actually that thing. Like not necessarily competition painting or getting so good that like, you know, I'm doing stuff. But having something that looks good enough that my, my friends can be like, oh, dude, that, that's fucking cool. And then yeah. I can blow them off the table with a railgun because I have a towel arm. So, right, right. That's what I'm excited for. Well, you know, I was thinking about what other kind of external deadlines are there that are fun deadlines. Right. So, yeah. so going to play a game is like a fun deadline that you can get jazzed up about and that you can be thinking about all week coming up to the weekend and you can be. <laughs> painting for as many hours a night as you can leading up to that and, and like yeah. really getting into it and you're you're psyched to put your boar boys down on the table because that's going to be your new core unit for for this game yeah that's right and, Boar boys just dropped 10 points that's right and i was trying to think of like what other like fun deadlines there are mm. and there aren't that many Probably so there's not. there's gift giving so we just had Christmas That's a good and one. you yeah. you better believe that every Christmas I pass off like a 3D printed Brent uh to one family member or another as as a you, gift. You got that going for you. For yeah, sure. Yeah. That's uh, great. But you can pass off minis of of Brent furry animals or like wizards with their little owls or you I mean almost anything. You you paint up a mini some somebody's going to like it. But yeah. That's a that's a situation in gift giving. It's it's fun because, uh, yeah, you're 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 excited to see what they're gonna say about it, and and you got that deadline for that little extra motivation. But it's not like um, it's not like a bad deadline. Like you're you're doing commission painting, or you've got like a scary golden demon competition coming up, or anything like that. Yeah. Um, because, yeah, some of those other deadlines don't seem like that much fun. And then there also are the, uh, like, the fun, lighthearted internet competitions. Uh, you know, Goober Town Roulette is just, like, one of, of many that are floating around out there. Mm -hmm. um, it seems like uh, some people can, you know, get jazzed about that and have that be their, their motivation to get some sweet painting done. Yeah. But for the most part, it's games. Like, for it, it is amazing to me how i mean playing games and painting minis seem like very different hobbies and yet they are mm -hmm. so tied up in one another that it's uh kind of boggling yeah i mean it, it's permeated most board games now just regular board games right 
right? So it's not going away, <laughs> right? Like, I want to paint all these models to play in this board game. You know, I, I don't know. That seems weird because, like, when we were kids. It's like, yeah, it's a little pewter Monopoly dog. That seems fine. Good enough. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, paper card, a little holder. Seems good. Right, right. Or D&D, imagination. Hmm? No, not anymore, my man. <laughs> not anymore. Not anymore. <laughs> not anymore. No. no. Everything is is miniature centric. All all the games that we play that's surrounded us at this point and it's I don't know. It's it's an interesting world to be alive, man. Like I feel good as a miniature painter that they're just an infinite supply. Yeah. I'm never going to But it goes the other way too. Like as as a miniature painter if you say I want to check out a different company with a different collection of minis for me to paint. I want to check out a different line of miniatures for me to paint. The word you say is, I got this new game called Conquest from Parabellum. I got this new yeah. game called Infinity. Like, Right, that's true. You're not is, even saying anything else. Like, you, you refer to a line of uh, blank 3D canvases as, as games, you know? Uh, that's true. It's just, yeah. Yeah, if you... Of course, there are a very small number of boutique uh, display bust, you know, companies yeah. that are, you know, busts are not part of games or, or very rarely. True. <laughs> but you know what I'm, I'm finding is that a lot of those companies are breaking into uh, at least the skirmish game world. Uh, huh. Creature Caster? Um, I, in fact, I have to finalize my pledge manager, whatever I did their Kickstarter for their skirmish game. And mm. I'm going to be getting a bunch of creature caster models in, I think 32 mil, uh, you know, you still go. creature caster resin and all the good high quality stuff, but it is strictly straight up for a, a different game that I hope to play. So yeah. I was kind of hoping that, that, you know, we go to AdeptCon. I'm hoping that they're going to be teaching people how to play the game because there's nothing better than going to a place and having someone just show you how to do it. And then you can jump right in whenever. Sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the, the entire framework for the mini painting hobby is games. It is the, it is the way you talk about buying a new box of minis. I bought a new game. I bought an expansion to a new game. I bought a faction in a game. Um, It is the excuse you use a lot of the times for why I am buying and painting so many dang miniatures because got to get 2,000 points for this game I'm never going to (laughs) play. Yeah, really. And um, yeah, it's fascinating that this is the the useful justification for all of this. Whereas, uh, I mean, we get so many people who, who legitimately enjoy painting miniatures but none of us would have found this hobby if it wasn't under this umbrella of of miniature gaming. Um, I, yeah, that's probably true for pretty much everybody. Um, yeah, right. I'm because I'm trying to even I'm trying to even off the top of my head, but you know, come up with some kind of way that you would get into miniature painting without going through a game. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> like dollhouses, maybe. <laughs> Like, yeah, I, I, I don't know. Uh, meh. 
I don't know. I mean, it's pretty much like you have a you'd have to have a friend who's into the game and you, and and make the conscious decision that painting looks like fun, but I don't care about the game. That's which is still kind of getting into it through the game. Well, that's what I mean. Like it, it's yeah. like being introduced through the. Oh, have you heard of? Well, I've heard of Warhammer before, right? Like the tendrils are everywhere. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So it's I don't. Know, it's interesting, but. Uh, Maybe just let us know down in the comments. What's your what's your thing? Like, why do you paint? Why do you actually paint? Yeah. Oh man, don't don't make people do soul searching like that. Uh, but I want to. That's the point of it, man. That's why. I, that's why I've been feeling that way. That's why I wanted to do this topic because it's kind of like I've just realized that like I paint to do this thing, like not the other way around. Like I like painting. I like painting more than I like playing, but when it's for a specific reason, like when I have a game or when I have a goal that's, that's surrounding the game, all of a sudden it changes my motivation. It changes the way that I even look at an army or a model, just a single model. Right. Like mm -hmm. it just does. I don't know. Sure. So soul search away. What I'm saying. Yeah. Know yeah. yourself. That's right. Yeah. yeah. You might feel uh, much better. But, right. but no, for for real, having uh, having the short term goals of of painting something for a a real an actual game that will actually get played with your friends in the in the near term future, that's mm -hmm. that's fun. Like having having that drive, having that uh, you know all all of those motivations of of wanting to get stuff done, wanting to show off your new paint job, wanting to to have a new unit for that game. it's, yeah. it's nice to be motivated. Yeah. Love it. I suppose just to add to that, there's nothing wrong with uh, showing off your paint job. Like, be proud of, no. of your, your paint jobs. Like, go ahead and brag. I, I want to see it. I definitely want to see it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah we, we, we killed that one, Casey. We do it. We got I it. Feel, I feel pretty good. I feel pretty good. Pretty good about that particular yeah, topic. There's a lot to think about here, man. Mini painting just all, all caught things, up in yeah. games. Such different hobbies, so tightly wound together. It's true. There's a lot to think about. Yeah. You get that infinite black background. You got your photography skills in there. Don't worry about the cats, Brian. Don't worry about them. We got to wrap this up, Casey. Those cats are fine. I keep saying they're fine. They're fine. Man, someday... He's halfway up the cat tree, but he's about to go really fast, either up or down, and I'm <laughs> nervous. <laughs> nervous about why'd you put a cat tree there? <laughs> oh, he loves it. He loves it. Uh, just as a, a point of maybe contemplation over the next couple weeks before we return, uh, should the dice marker be on the one or the six? You tell me. Neither. And on that there note. There should all be a number on every face. It is. I didn't want to start an argument. I just thought it would be a thing to think about. You know, it's not an for, argument. For it's a fact. Time. There should be a number on every face of a dice. I don't. I don't see why. Number six. You got your little little taco cat on top. I think that's perfectly legit. Feel really good when I see that little picture come up. But anyways. Thank you again for joining us on another episode of Paint Bravely. If you enjoyed this podcast, please help us out by leaving us a review on iTunes, subscribing to the YouTube channel, and sharing this message with your hobby friends. As always, we appreciate each and every one of you for listening, and we will talk to you next time. 
We appreciate you. Hope really you're having do. a great 2022 over there. About time, man. Rolled over to the new year. I've been watching uh, Squidbillies. There's a character on Squidbillies that just ends every every conversation with, well, have a good one. Yeah. <laughs> you ever see that Squidbillies? I have not, but uh, it well, does remind me. Somebody just said that good the it's like the, the, the Midwestern way of being like, I gotta go. It's just whip. And then they just leave. <laughs> like, yeah, okay. That sounds about right. <laughs> whip. <laughs> Gotta go. <laughs> all right, we'll turn turn it off. Yeah, 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 yeah. Push, push push the button. Shut it down. Shut yeah, shut, shut it all down. <laughs>